Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, I'm excited to bring you today's show because finding people who are willing to speak out against the, um, what, the common beliefs or the beliefs that are being foisted on, upon us, um, you know, who has the, have the nerve to actually say what they think is right. These people are very rare these days because everybody is afraid of getting canceled if you dare to tell the truth. Well, fortunately, my guest today is one of those people who dares to tell the truth. His name is Todd Erzin. He is the co-author of a new book called Faustian Bargain, The Most Powerful and Dangerous Bureaucrat in American History. Yes, we are talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> Very clever title. And the title of today's show is Fauci and Bargain, Why We Followed This Pied Piper and How to Survive. Welcome to the show, Todd. Oh, it's a privilege to be here, Dr. Carroll. Thanks for asking me. Why don't we start with you explaining um, the title of the, of the book, the Fauci and Bargain part. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's uh, it, we, it's funny. We didn't even come up with it right away. And once it, it, it Steve, it popped in his brain. He, he said it out loud to me. He said, "How did we not think of this uh, in the first yeah. place?" It's it's obviously a a sort of uh, deal uh, with the devil of sorts. This this modern devil that is the modern uh, bureaucrat, often at the federal level, but there's all different kinds of them uh, at uh, every level of government. There's these mini Dr. Fauci's, you know, in your school boards everywhere. And, and your your line of work uh, in terms of ultimately uh, mental health is perfectly uh, suited uh, for appreciating uh, this book, because as much as this book is about uh, uh, Dr. Fauci and COVID specifically, it is also about all of us, we the people more generally, our duty as citizens uh, to this country and one another, and why we have been duped mentally, emotionally, spiritually for so long in being led around by the nose by people like this. Uh, when we are pound for pound, we're the most educated country ever in the history of man in terms of the amount of time most people have spent in something called education. But we appear to be bigger suckers than ever before, at least in terms of American mm -hmm. history. Why is that? And that's why we called it Fauci and Bargain. Uh, that, that's, um, yes, that's a very good question. Why is that? But, but before we get into that sort of larger issue, um, I want you to know that I have, since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, been calling Dr. Fauci, you know, I've been doing a ton of radio and television interviews, trying to help people cope with the pandemic and survive the pandemic and all of that, all the different psychological ramifications of the pandemic. And so I have talked about how Dr. Fauci is the voice and face of gloom and doom and that he has killed more people from their, from, by stressing them out 
and weakening their immune system through the stress and therefore making them more vulnerable to catching COVID. So um, I have been pretty much outraged by his behavior all along. Um, you know, it's been a horrible, horrible public health campaign. Uh, nothing about do the things to do to improve your immune system, but all about the masks and the uh, everything else that he toted. And he changed his opinion, and he can, continues to change his opinion and his advice more often than he changes his underwear. <laughs> You know, well, we lay out in the first chapter of the book his many contradictions, how in January of 2020, he had one opinion about uh, asymptomatic spread uh, and masks and how intense this virus was going to be. And he basically said at that time he was correct what it's turned out to be, a bad flu. Uh, but then he changed his tune in a matter uh, of weeks, and suddenly this thing uh, was going to be uh, lockdown central. Uh, and he did that uh, despite the fact that people, uh, experts from Oxford, uh, Stanford, Harvard, uh, disagreed with him all the way from beginning. And now that you say he continues to change his tune, we, you know, we're finding out recently we just had a uh, an MIT study that talks about how uh, none of this social distancing has any science uh, behind it. But Dr. Fauci has spent the last couple of weeks talking about how, uh, well, maybe your vaccine works if you're a, a Gemini under a full moon and you wear two masks. You know, the, he, he, he has not been, when, when you like, rightly say, have we talked about from the beginning things like vitamin D? Why did we uh, so uh, insistently knock down uh, hydroxychloroquine uh, from the beginning when it was a cheap alternative that real doctors in real healthcare settings were seeing results yes. with. But he said, oh, we haven't studied it. We haven't studied it. Does, is he a healer or not? Does he trust other doctors or not? Is he, or is he the only Svengali all of us must listen to? And if that's the case, then we're just not practicing real medicine anymore. We are case studies. We're lab rats. Uh, we are uh, psychological pawns, uh, but none of this is science anymore. Yes, I actually I had Dr. Zelenko on my show. He is the founder or the uh, number one um, recommender. You know, the first person who has um, who you know did sort of case studies. You know, his own patients with um, hydroxychloroquine and showed that it really works if you take it soon enough the first, on the, in the first few days of symptoms. Um, and yet that has been discounted not only by Fauci, but primarily by Fauci, and then everybody else followed suit. And it's so sad. I mean, that's another way that thousands of people have died because of Fauci, you know, saying, oh, no, that can't be. I mean, imagine all the people who could have survived if they had gotten hydroxychloroquine at the beginning. And because he's been on every side of so many different issues, we can't yes. help but ask the most cynical possible questions about why. And he, actually, since then, the book today is actually the one-month anniversary of the book uh, coming out. Uh, but we should be asking questions about his links that have come out since the book came out about uh, financial interest to Pfizer and Moderna. Did he have reason to undersell... What? Uh, things that would cheaper medical known medical interventions that would work uh, because of his uh, links there. I, I hate having to ask those questions, uh, but I can't help but do so at this point. 
Well, you know, yes. I, I mean, he has been, um, from very early on, he has touted vaccines, 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 just wait until we get the vaccines. That's going to be the cure for everything. And, and yes, it seemed obvious that um, he is benefiting financially from this. I mean, first of all, even um, if he did, doesn't have one-on-one individual um, contracts, with these drug companies, Big Pharma, uh, at the very least, that money goes into, at least some of the money goes into the NIH. And his work, um, you know, he is a division of the NIH. And so, so he would at least be benefiting in that way. But have you found more uh, specific kinds of evidence of how he's benefiting financially? We haven't, and we purposely did not go into that uh, in the book. Like I said, multiple stories have come out since the book came out, only because we wanted to stick with what we absolutely knew at that point and leave it as conjecture-free as possible. We have 200 citations in this book, which is more than the amount of pages in this book. So we believe what we have is a, a rock solid, and quite. And I have no problem talking about vaccines right now, but it's, it's as, as much as it is about his financial interests, and this is again as your healthcare as a healthcare professional, I, 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 this is right up your alley. This also the magical thinking of vaccines in general, and how it was has taken over not only the thinking of the healthcare professionals, but just your average person that we can't possibly be healthy uh, without vaccine. You you've just mentioned basic yeah. mental health, not getting not getting stressed out. But here's the simple truth about this that. No one is really addressing at this point, and maybe it won't uh, uh, for several years. But if we had to choose a pandemic, we would have actually chosen this one. It wasn't randomly coming like a thief in the night, uh, picking off our children, picking off the most healthy. It, it was going after, and we knew this very early on. It's not out of China. We knew it after Italy. It was going after uh, the, the elderly, uh, the infirmed, those with uh, comorbidities. Now, listen, we should have done heroic things to protect all of them, but we didn't need to lock down to do that. And in a, when we were a different sort of people before uh, modern health, listen, thank God for modern health care in many ways, but it's also made us soft. We convinced ourselves that we had to mm. just shut ourselves off in our living room in order to not die. That was never going to be the case. And quite frankly, had we done almost nothing at all, or at least something close to this magical place called Sweden that now is the lost city of Atlantis, and we're not even allowed to talk about it, but they never masked, their mm. kids always went to school, they never locked everything down, and they did far better than most places in Europe, America would have been the same way. It would, I don't know how much better it could have been if had we done almost nothing, but I'm very convinced at this point, but it wouldn't have been any worse. And oh, by the way, we wouldn't have had all the mental health issues, the economic crises, and the, uh, and the destroying of our fundamental American liberties had we chosen a different path. Yes, absolutely. You know, what is worse? Um, uh, certainly, there, there's a lot of fallout from the path that we did choose. Um, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that, uh, besides, you know, bad science and changing all that, one of the things that really irritates me about Dr. Fauci is um, how he, part of why he changes his um, opinions and advice and all that, and every day he comes out with something else, 
is because he wants to stay relevant. He doesn't want COVID to go away. If COVID goes away or gets, you know, really a lot better and hardly uh, something we pay attention to anymore, then he is not going to be in the media as much. People are going to forget about him. So he keeps talking about something in the media. He has to, he has to put something out um, periodically because he doesn't want to be forgotten. I think you are absolutely right. A friend of the show, Jordan Schechtel, uh, once said, and I, I quote it all the time, uh, that this was the greatest year of Dr. Fauci's life. And uh, maybe some people have a hard yeah. time believing that. You know, he's 80, he's 80 years old, but in many respects, this guy has acted like an obsessed 14-year-old girl with a TikTok account who just constantly <laughs> wants to see, he constantly wants people to tell him how pretty he is. It's, it's, it's pathetic. Yes. But, the, but there's another aspect of this, and that has to do with us. We the people, and this is the introduction of this book, and where this is about how we allow ourselves to be duped by people like this. It's because we yes. never, we, we are so addicted to our own comfort. Before COVID, after COVID, we just don't want to be bothered. Can we please get back to normal? Anything to get back to normal. And therefore, we never really hold people accountable the way they should be. We just think it's somebody else's problem. A lack of a fundamental accountability in all endeavors, in our public education system, uh, in, 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 when it comes to uh, the rule of law, when it comes to science, when it, uh, we just always buy what they feed us in the hopes that they will just leave us alone and be obsessed with whatever obsessed with. Our country was not meant to operate like that. And until we get back the sense that this is our country and it's not meant to be put on automatic pilot and run by the so-called experts, these so-called experts, mm -hmm. whether it's COVID or something else, they will continue to take advantage of us. Yes. Um, Yes, I think that that's definitely true. Um, what are some of the other areas that you're thinking of? Well, you mentioned the take... school board. I mean, yes, that's a that's a big one. Um, the woke curriculums that are in our schools um, is an outrage. Is that one of the things that you were thinking about? Yeah. Well, forty. I'm forty eight years old, doctor. I don't know how old uh, you are, but but before COVID came along. We're, we've spent the last, oh, I don't know, I mean, five to ten, well, it's not quite ten years, at least the last five years talking about what's a boy, what's a girl, which bathroom do they get to use? Should a guy get to play on a girl's mm -hmm. sports team? That's, that's a sign of mm -hmm. fundamental civic insanity. Yet people in polite company, it, it happened in uh, Connecticut a couple years ago, where um, boys who thought that, who decided they were girls competed against girls at the state track meet, set new kinds of records, took the medals away from the girls, yet the stands were full of people clapping as if this is, well, this is just the direction things are going. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's my daughter over my dead body. But basically people are, yeah. they simply continue to accept this as if it's inevitable. It's in no way inevitable at all. Yes, yes, that is another example of, I mean, I, every day it seems like, um, it's, this country is getting crazier and crazier. We are, uh, it's like Alice in Wonderland. We're all going down the rabbit hole. And that's another example of the things that are, um, that are just, I mean, it's like people have lost their mind. You can't just decide <laughs> that it's one thing, 
you know, if you want to have a sexual preference or you want to identify as one, but, but even that, um, identifying, I mean, clearly people don't want to realize that this is a psychological problem. You know, that I know you're not supposed to say that, but um, clearly um, having, being born in one, with body parts of one sex and um, feeling like you're, and identifying with the other sex. I mean, it's, it's one thing if you want to have sexual preferences, you know, that's okay. But, um, but it's just been taken to the, to the extreme. And yes, this example of sports is a major um, problem. It's, you know, girls who, I mean, boys who are born with boy body parts and who identify as girls, somehow they think they have the right just because they say they're a girl to play on girls' sports teams. I mean, and yes, as you say, and people let them, and, and crowds clap. I mean, we, we're, we've lost our minds. Yeah, we, we sit there and take it, and then, but the people who argue for it, you see how malicious they are. They will tear you down. They will call all kinds of names. They will try to destroy your life. Well, so whether, and we've seen this with COVID too, and, and, and masking and, and trying to publicly shame people. So whether it's COVID or whether it's uh, gender, uh, we see this also uh, with um, BLM and Antifa to some extent. We're dealing with something larger. And the last chapter of this book is, is about the cult of Fauci. And it's about these people, no matter how much evidence they receive. And these are not dumb people, ultimately. I mean, they're capable of all manner of things uh, professionally, academically. They're capable people. But you put all the evidence in the world in front of these people, and not only will they deny it, but they will hate you for it. That's Yes. Uh, those are cultish tendencies we're dealing with. It. And I don't say that remotely, hyperbolically at all. We are fundamentally dealing people who are increasingly uh, in, uh, engaged in behavior that we've always associated with cults. And that never, yes. ever goes well. Yes. Well, we need to take a break uh, now. And when we come back, we'll... Uh go go even better with more of this. My guest is Todd Erzin. He's the co-author of Fauci and Bargain, the, the Most Powerful and Dangerous Bureaucrat in American History. So stay tuned for more. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. 
www.drcarol.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back. Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today with my guest, Todd Erzin. He is the co-author, along with Steve Deese, of a book called Fauchian Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. Um, I want to mention that uh, uh, a story that you, I know I found it in your book, um, but my first connection with Dr. Fauci was years ago when I was working for Lifetime Medical Television as an on-air host and as a producer and as a writer and so on. And part of my duties um, was to call people to be guests on certain shows, you know, according to their medical specialty. So whenever there was something having to do with um, the lungs or the respiratory system or allergies or things like that, um, they would want me to get Dr. Fauci. And, um, and I would call him up, and sure enough, he would agree to whatever show I wanted him to be on. And whenever I would announce that to people, you know, in the meetings, um, oh, yes, he's going to be on, uh, they were all amazed because, you know, he was, I think he had the same job at that time, the head of the, oh, yeah. the, head of the allergies, and what's his title? Oh, um, the head well, of the allergies or something. Anyway, NIH, I don't remember. Yes, yeah. yes, a division of NIH having to do with allergies and the respiratory system and so on. So they were so impressed that I was able to get him. Now, fast forward to today, <laughs> and, you know, this past year, actually, when we have seen that Dr. Fauci <laughs> will be on anything and everything um, from getting or being happy that, um, Brad Pitt played him on Saturday Night Live to throwing out a pitch at a baseball game to whatever else anybody would ask him to do. So my all the kudos that I got for getting him <laughs> were really just a foreshadowing of his narcissism and who he is today. No kidding. And it's, you know, I guess on some level... Who can blame even him for becoming addicted to this? Because he never really had, this whole time, he rarely had to do grown-up interviews. He was just fawned over. He's been made a demigod. I mean, there's rich, poor, no matter who you are, you know, it is very hard uh, as, as a human being to to resist that sort of 
temptation. Maybe not in all things, but in some things. And, you know, he'd go on every television show and people on the right and on the left hardly asking any serious questions. And it wasn't until you finally saw somebody like like Senator Rand Paul, who is a doctor himself, and he just he refused to allow this idol worship to go on uh, before him. And you saw how much Anthony Fauci hated being cross-examined in what you and I would consider just a grown-up way. It wasn't even real, at least at first. It wasn't really intense pushback he was getting. But uh, then but then Rand Paul, you know, once he saw Fauci, instantly resented it. Then, you know, Rand would turn up the volume a little bit. And again, it's when you know, this is the cultish behavior I'm talking about. When you've been treated uh, like the demigod for this long, you, you know, you simply will not uh, alter your behavior because what you're used to is uh, getting away with things uh, without questions. So you will double down and you will triple down because you will count on uh, a, a media culture that will protect you. When I Before the break, when I talked about cultish behavior, example number one right now is going on in Michigan, where the political equivalent of Dr. Fauci, uh, Governor uh, Whitmer over there, who that is, you know, yeah. along with New York, along with New York and California, uh, that has been yeah. lockdown central. She didn't you know, at this time a year ago. She didn't want you outside gardening, and now she Michigan right now is worse than any place else in America in terms of having a spike. Yet they they have locked down harder uh, or as hard as anybody else. And now, despite all the evidence, it hasn't worked. None of it's worked. What's her answer? To mask two three and four year olds because they're the ones now that are responsible for it if 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 gretchen whitner came into your office as a mental health professional she should be you know pulled aside and put on bed rest and let and certainly not allowed to run a state with that level of lack of critical thinking but here she is and everybody in michigan apparently continues to go along with it I don't know what to call that other than cultish behavior. Yes. The same thing, uh, of course, in New York and California, as you mentioned, in New York, um, I think Andrew Cuomo should be on trial for murder for all yes, those thousands of, um, of elderly people who he murdered by, by, by allowing people who were COVID positive to go back to nursing homes. Yeah, and you know who you know who drove the getaway car for that crime, and here's where one you can agree <laughs> disagree with Anthony Fauci on a lot of things and be mad and frustrated with him, uh, but on this one we're we are borderline uh, criminal because Anthony Fauci and uh, the Cuomo family. And this is one of the chapters of our book. They go way back. They're not just both New Yorkers, but they're New Yorkers who have known each other. Uh, for a long time. And when Chris Cuomo was doing that dog and pony show on CNN, uh, Anthony Fauci was calling him every night to make sure he was okay. We still don't know how real that thing was. Uh, And when uh, Governor Cuomo was, was doing um, podcasts with Fauci and saying, I'm, I'm Pacino and you're De Niro. And when he was writing leadership books in the middle of all this, Fauci stood there and smiled and clapped and said, I actually said New York did it the right way. But oh, when it finally came time, what was that? Maybe 
two months ago when it was looking bad uh, for Cuomo and the truth was coming uh, finally coming out to more and more people about what he did uh, with the uh, uh, elder care facilities. Then the, when asked questions about that, Fauci said, oh, I don't know all the details. I can't get into all that, which speaks to what you said before about uh-huh. him loving the attention. Well, here was a new kind of attention where he was really being asked to be the medical professional and should we have known better? And he dodged it. So that, yeah, he drove the getaway car on that. Yes. Uh, it is borderline criminal and no one should be afraid to say it. Yes, that's true. And yes, I remember when they said that about the two of them, they, you know, they, they were just basking in this glory. And when, um, Andrew Cuomo got an award, uh, well, he got the Emmy for his, um, Right. his press conferences and so on. I mean, yes, talk about cult, people fawning all over him. Yeah, so Dr. Fauci is the kind of guy all along uh, that could have helped this country sober up, not go too far in any direction. Uh, but he, he clearly, uh, and he showed potential to do that at the beginning, um, but he, he gave that up again, I think, especially on your show, there's good, uh, we're in uh, a safe environment to decide that there's a, a multitude of reasons why that might be, but the verdict, no matter what the motivation is the same, that he has failed us all. Th- there was a lot of reason early on, as I said before, to be hopeful that, again, had this been picking off our children? My goodness, I can't can't even imagine. I have four children uh, ages uh, fifth grade through junior in high school. That would be terrifying, but it was never that. And he could have helped be the one for us to choose the most, most hopeful path forward. And he did the very opposite. He's been paralyzing us with fear for more than a year now, totally unnecessarily, and one way or the other, I hope that man answers for it and answers for it hard. Yes. Um, you know, telling us about how we should be wearing masks for years and not shaking hands for years and certainly not hugging for years. I mean, if we did all of that for years, our country, people's uh, minds, you know, people's psyche, we need these hugs and we need to shake hands and, and it's just, it has been so destructive. Um, it, it's, it's really been, you know, the thing is though, that a, a sad part of this is that nobody has come forward to replace him. I mean, we had Deborah Burke um, for a while, but she was like, everybody was afraid to, by everybody, I mean, um, other doctors were afraid to um, to make their opinions known, because, at least on the same scale as Dr. Fauci, because they didn't. They since we really don't know, doctors don't know, uh, scientists don't know all the details of this um, virus. They didn't want to be held responsible if they would say something wrong. Whereas Dr. Fauci obviously didn't give a damn whether he yeah. was saying something wrong. Well, this is the gated, I talk about this on our show on Blaze TV and in other respects, and it certainly applies to COVID. It's the gated community effect. And that's where we are just, again, too addicted to our comfort. And all these healthcare professionals that may have had another opinion, ultimately they had something that they valued much more than the truth. And that's not rocking the boat or or whatever, you know, 
society that they're a part of with their medical experts and what they would be thought of, they valued that far more. Now, listen, I get it. It's not easy to rock the boat. Scott Atlas from Stanford, he he was ultimately brought in. He was speaking out against Fauci for a long time. Then he was finally brought into the Trump White House. But he was demonized by the media. Well, he's not an epidemiologist, as if those as if those were the only people that could comment on this. You know, we didn't elect an epidemiologist Mm -hmm. to be the president of the United States. That's one aspect of governing this country during a time of COVID. There's all kinds of other, the normal ones are are civil rights, how the economy goes. And by the way, Dr. Atlas, although he's a practicing physician, he became at Stanford a a public policy medical expert. He was uniquely suited to weigh and balance all of the variables that go into continuing Uh to run a country. But he was treated by the press as if he had no business to speak. Well, okay, then by that definition, you, the press, have no business speaking about any of this at all. Reporters by definition, and I was once one for the Des Moines Register for 12 years, but your job is to become as knowledgeable on many different things uh, over the course uh, of your career. You, you have to write about medicine, government, all those things. Why are you special people capable of doing that? But Dr. Atlas, who actually is a doctor, has to stay in his lane because he's not an epidemiologist. None of this has made any sense from the very beginning, which comes back to your level of expertise, Dr. Carroll. We have been psychological experiments in this thing from the get go. We've been manipulated for purposes that are, um, quite frankly, nefarious. And there's no going back to normal, even though when this COVID thing is dead and gone, the those that seek to rule over us have learned how weak and docile we have truly become as a nation. Unless we change that, the next thing is coming. I don't know what it's going to be. We wouldn't have expected this one. Like I said, we didn't expect the gender wars before that. But they are going to use something to beat us down, to make us afraid, and they are totally going to reinvent this country until we can't recognize it anymore. Well, yes, that is what's happening with, uh, I mean, you know, it's a whole bunch of things that are happening at once. And, and even though they seem like they're not related, I think they really are related. Um, perhaps if COVID hadn't come, these other things might have not have come as soon. But I'm talking about things like, um, you know, not only the gender wars and all of that, but um, the police, you know, the wars between BLM, but Black Lives Matter and the police. Uh, police get, you know, it just boggles my mind um, how every day there, there is, are news stories about police being um, injured and killed all over America, and, and nothing is happening to fix it. <laughs> the only thing that's happening is that more police are, are leaving, retiring or not joining the force to begin with, and you can't really blame them. Um, and, and this is happening. And then uh, the new thing now is Biden. Well, it's not really that new. We knew he was going to be planning on doing this. But he's done more changes, bad changes, in the, his first 100 days than any other president. Um, and, and really, it's, it's Obama behind him because, uh, because Biden is only working on <laughs> half a brain. So it's, it's Obama. And Obama did the most of any president to destroy this country, and now he's getting a second chance. So we're heading towards socialism, 
and the global elite and communism and all of these things. And the more downtrodden we become because of COVID and because of all this violence in the streets, the easier it is um, to go towards that agenda. Yeah, and and, uh, setting just the the diehard political progressives and the conservatives aside, whatever amount of people there are in the middle who, again, just constantly want to be left alone, um, just let me stay comfortable, uh, those are the kinds of people who will be seduced into the white, for example, the white guilt that comes with uh, BLM and Antifa. While our cities are constantly uh, uh, burdened down, we sit here and somehow rationalize in our brains that, well, this is somehow uh, balancing itself. This is for all of the wrongs in the past. When it's nothing of the kind, this 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 is chaos. Whether it's from white, black, it doesn't matter. It, it, it this is ultimately about uh, broken humanity and allowing all of ourselves to sink down to the lowest common denominator. Yet it's being practiced. Uh, it's being repackaged as justice somehow because we are allowed to somehow be manipulated emotionally, psychological, spiritually into the fact that we were born with white skin and therefore we are inherently racist. We are inherently guilty of something. Again, that's insanity. It should, it was, it, it, it should not be, uh, it was manipulated for the purposes of slavery hundreds of years ago. That was wrong then to do the same now to us, that somehow we are the people that now belong on some kind of plantation uh, by the very fact of our birth. I, the people with advanced degrees believe this, Dr. Carroll. People with masters and PhDs believe that we are a cancer. The children we're bringing into the world by the very color of our skin are a cancer, and they need to pay. That Again, that's cultish yeah, thinking. Is. It is very scary, really scary, getting worse and worse. We need to take another break. We will be back and talk more about this again my guest is Todd Erzin. Um, he is the co-author of the book, Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the Terrorism Hotline. 
And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. Uh, Today we're talking about Fauciian bargain, why we followed this Pied Piper and how to survive. My guest is Todd Erzin. He is the co-author um, of the book called Fauci and Bargain, The Most Powerful and Dangerous Bureaucrat in American History. So um, let's talk about another aspect of um, Dr. Fauci, another lie, basically, that he has been perpetrating on us, and people haven't been, enough people haven't been questioning it, um, and that is, the origin of the virus. I mean, I, I can't believe that uh, a year later people are still questioning that. But, I mean, clearly it started in Wuhan, China. In case anyone listening does not know, it did start in Wuhan, China. And, um, and yet there are some people who actually, and including the World Health Organization and Dr. Fauci, um, who, you know, don't want us to believe that. Um, not, not, no, not to mention the idea, which I believe, that it was bioterrorism. So, tell us about that. Well, um, yeah, you are over the target on that. What's remarkable is this, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, in terms of uh, knowing the people involved over there uh, and helping uh, fund it, this this was all put on hold by no less than the Obama administration, this this uh, gain, what's known as gain of function research. And, uh, you know, ultimately that means um, experimenting on these uh, uh, viruses uh, and manipulating them uh, for any number of purposes. And uh, the uh, Obama administration got a little nervous about it and it was temporarily uh, suspended. And it's a little unclear about how and when it actually uh, started going forward again, but this whole uh, bat uh, wet market thing, it, it the the bat in question is uh, nowhere near the actual Wuhan la- lab it, it, itself. 
the, 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 uh, the basic reporting uh, would uh, when Wuhan itself was ground zero of where this where this picked up and the uh, the place where the so-called bat I can't remember the name of the bat off the top of my head that it's from is is like 400 miles away so uh, what we need to get clear on and and most serious people are by this point this is just it's not that people don't recognize what you're talking about they've just they've they know that it's there now and they've entirely memory hold it like sweden they just don't want to pretend uh that it that it happened at all but one of the dark secrets about we talk about in this book is why did fauci change his mind from this thing just being a bad flu uh to potentially way, way worse, and then him just trying to scare people, is maybe Dr. Fauci knows something uh, that, quite frankly, none of us still don't know about how this virus, for what purposes this virus was manipulated, how it got out, and why we should be concerned. Yes, well, you know, I think one thing that this has done is that um, people are have since, since at least people do, or most people do, um, you know, have heard that it came from Wuhan, China. Um, this has done a lot to make people wake up, I mean, you know, and then go back to sleep, but make people wake up to the idea that China is not really our friend. You know, we weren't taking China seriously enough. But, um, in fact, there are... Um, there are many reasons to be concerned about China, and this has kind of blown the cover in a way, although, you know, people want to go back to sleep and not, not worry about it. But um, China's doing all kinds of things, like um, they, have, they are in cahoots with some of the DNA companies in America um, and other countries, but like, uh, like Ancestry and some others, to get... Um, copies of DNA that people send in and they're doing that from a lot of different countries and they are the purpose of them doing it you know collecting all the DNA from so many countries is because they are sorting it and trying to come up with things that would attack certain ethnic groups and not others Um, and you know I mean that seems like something out of uh, Star Wars or or um, Oh, what am I thinking? Twilight Zone. Um, but it is really true. And so we do need to be concerned. And, and yes, Fauci was involved in that lab. Um, and, you know, we, we funded, America funded uh, some of the research in that lab. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's come back to bite us. Well, listen, we have, you don't need to say anything about the Twilight Zone because we've got plenty of reason for, uh, questioning the moral compass on China, their current uh, treatment of the uh, uh, Uyghurs and their abuse uh, of uh, them, their one-child policy. So, yeah, they they haven't been great brokers on the world stage for quite some time. And then, listen, this is not a, uh, what I'm about to say is not a uh, indictment of Donald Trump or preference for him one way or the other. No matter how you voted, the simple fact of the matter is Donald Trump definitely had the Chinese off balance during the course of his presidency. They didn't quite yeah. know what to make yeah. with them uh, on trade and any number of issues. So if you have a broken moral compass like China has had and has had for quite some time, is it totally unreasonable to ask that they might try to reclaim the balance through some kind of uh, uh, biological 
uh, ter- uh, terrorism. Look at they—they the, they clearly uh, are willing to treat their people in a fashion that at least should cause serious people to raise the question. Yes, yes, and also the fact that the head of the WHO, the World Health Organization, um, is in bed with the communist leaders of China. <laughs> you know, it's no wonder that they haven't done a sufficient enough uh, ex- exploration or an investigation of the whole um, beginning of coronavirus. Well, um, and we talk about that in our, we talk about that in a, we talk about that in that chapter too. The there was an American contingent of scientists uh, uh, and others from the West who went over to China early on as things tried to figure it out and the the conditions that were put on what could be discussed, what would be discussed, when it would be discussed, right out of the gate, there was not a genuine search for let's open all the doors, figure out what this was, the world, this whole notion, we're all in this together, that we were lied to. We were never all in this together. We've been lied to from the beginning. Yes. And the WHO yes. has been right at the center of that. Yes, absolutely. Well, tell us, we're coming to the end. Tell us about um, what you think we should do. <laughs> What do you think can be done in, on the larger scale in America to wake people up so that Fauci's don't, uh, in various ways, don't um, come and lead us astray? Well, here very quickly in the near term. Now, we just got out guidance again today about, oh, now you're, if you're vaccinated, uh, you can uh, take your mask off outside. But it's just it's another manipulation. They don't have any authority one way or the other on this. We have got to stop waiting around to get our lives back. We need to take them back for starters. Stop all of the nonsense and go live. And Iowa has been relatively free, but you there in California, enough of this. And you're going to, yes, that's going to involve some risks, but you need to start taking your life back in the warmer weather. Yeah, you should be outside. It is healthy for you. The fresh air, the vitamin D, you were always going to be okay. That was true a year ago. It's certainly true now. And then once it gets back into fall and the school, my, my goodness, never again. You, these teacher unions, what they've done to you, uh, your kids yeah. were always safe. Your kids were always safe in school. And, and, and we need to be, uh, taking our teachers, uh, uh, our, our school districts back. We need to run and be on school boards and we need to stop being manipulated on many things. Look at just in the schools from COVID to BLM to all other manner of manipulation to the gender wars. It starts there. We've been made soft for generations by the lies we've been told. So long term, we need to go in there, take our local communities back. Uh, I don't know. Maybe California has gone. You're a better expert on that than me, but here in Iowa, yeah, we got to make we got to make sure we don't drift further in the direction of California, uh, that we keep this thing strong, we maintain our rights, uh, and we never let them go again like we did here in COVID. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, that's the thing. People are, as you're saying, people are just, uh, you know, have their, are just in their own little life, closing, thinking somehow things are going to be okay, and, and they don't have to pay attention to it. Well, tell people, since we're coming to the end, Tell people where they can um, get your book. Uh, well, they can get it on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, and you can uh, tune in uh, to the Steve Day Show, where Steve and I are every day from noon to 2 Eastern time talking about the events of the day on Blaze TV. Yes. 
Unfortunately, there are still uh, some um, uh, news stations that um, are, you know, are telling the truth. It's not all fake news, but um, yes, it's really important to be out there talking about these things, even though, you know, inconvenient truth, the inconvenient truth isn't, uh, isn't about climate um, change. It's about, you know, all these other things that are happening while people are, are focusing on climate change, all these other things like renaming schools and toppling statues and all of these other things are really changing the American way of life and we have to take our country back. Yeah, that's the bottom line. That's why the introduction, it's written about, uh, you know, our, it's, it's basically a return uh, to our founding principles. Do we, are we really America or aren't we? And we are, the, we, even though we live between these two oceans on this same land, we are very, very close to this not in any way, shape, or form uh, being the America that you and I thought uh, we were uh, growing up in in our youth and that we would carry forward and pass on to the next generation. It's all hanging by a thread right now. We need to fight, and we need to fight hard, and we need to fight now. Absolutely. And, you know, we took it for granted that it would always be this way, but um, things are certainly, I think that we weren't watching closely enough, and things in the meantime, especially in the schools, you know, things have just, uh, people who want to change our country have been able to um, ingrain themselves in places that where they can have a lot of influence and we have to wake up now. Not, not that kind of woke, but um, wake up uh, to really what has been happening and, and, and we do need to take our country back. Well, Well, thank you so much. Um, did you want to make one quick last Well, I just say, just psychologically, and again, this is right up your alley, one of the hardest things to believe growing up in this country of great liberty and great blessings is that so many people who live here would grow to hate themselves and their country so much. Yes. I, that took a long time to yes. figure out, but they do. They just hate it, and they want to defeat us. And so we have a choice. Are we going to let yes. them or not? Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Todd Erzin, and... I would I would suggest that you, my listeners um, get the book. It's obviously very interesting. We've been talking about some of the highlights, but there's a lot more. Again, it's called Faucian Bargain, the Most Powerful and Dangerous Bureaucrat in American History. So thank you very much, Scott. And thank you all, Scott, Todd, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 